There was fog this second day out of Bezgeriad. Everything was damp, the air still, thick with the smells of salt, washed-up weed, and small, very dead fish left by the last high tide. Enardi, who was familiar with spring fogs along the northern shores of the Sea of Radaz, suggested an early halt, so that the tent could be set up and the horses staked to a loose line before it became too dark to see anything. He had no arguments. His companions were one and all wet and chilled right to the bone. An hour later, with the sun a mere haze of deep orange in thick gray, eight people huddled inside dark canvas walls over mugs of hot tea. We can set a watch later if you like, Enardi said finally. It was the first thing anyone had said in some time. But I know this kind of night. There won't be any wind. The fog will double and, with no stars or moon, you can't see your thumb when it's rubbing at your nose. As still as it is, we'll hear any approach. But no one would be fool enough to attempt to ride through that, would they? He gestured, a wave of his hand taking in the road, the rock-strewn land to both sides of it, the sea a half-mile of slope away, the fog that hid it all. You might be surprised, Jennifer said mildly. We've some determined people after us just now. You'd do well to keep that in mind since you've chosen to come with us. Enardi, his young face suddenly quite grave, nodded. I tend to agree with you, though. We'll hear anyone trying to ride along the road before we could possibly see them. Since we'll be able to hear just as well from inside the tent, I can't think why anyone should court pneumonia by walking around outside it. We'll hear anyone provided they come by horse, Robin said. She shook her head. I'm sorry I said that. God, I didn't need to think about that. Well, don't then, Jennifer replied. Think about what you're going to feed us instead, why don't you? But don't scare yourself conjuring up ugly scenes either. If you're thinking about someone using magic to find us, well, think it through, Bertie. We can deal with that. We've done it enough times already, haven't we? Robin nodded rather reluctantly but she looked considerably less unhappy as she drew the largest of the food bags across her shins and began rummaging inside. I, for one, Jennifer finished firmly, am not going back outside until I thaw. She shivered down into her leather jacket, and that may not be until tomorrow. She glanced over at Dauvin, who sat cross-legged next to her, silently sipping his tea. He looked absolutely dreadful damp hair plastered to his forehead, a drop of water formed on the end of his nose. She resisted the urge to remove the water drop and kept concerned remarks resolutely to herself. He wouldn't want to hear it, and he certainly didn't want anyone else to hear it either. If he hadn't insisted on riding all day, she thought sourly, getting angry wouldn't help either. It only upset her stomach. Davin could out-argue her anyway, and he was at least as stubborn as she. She didn't agree with him, but she could understand his problem. He didn't want anyone finding out where he had really been this past month. Didn't want them knowing that he'd been chained to the oar of a Lasanaki merchant ship, mistreated and beaten, until circumstances and luck had come together in Bez and frightened his owners into releasing him. By purest chance, Edrith had located the desperately ill and injured man, and with Jennifer's help, They'd gotten him into hiding before his brother's men could take him.
Once, she would have dismissed his attitude as macho posturing, but that wasn't all of it. Why? she asked herself. Because you wouldn't ever fall for a macho posturer? Or because you'd dump him if you found out that's what he was? Or because she could sense the same reaction somewhere deep in her own guts? I might do the same if it were me. I'd want to bury it, pretend it never happened, just go on. She felt vaguely guilty, somehow responsible for his enslavement. I didn't want him to give us all his protective charms, even if I didn't have a reason for that. If he'd come with us. Instead, they'd left Sikri heading south across rough country for Bezjeriad, while Davin went home all unaware to find his father awaiting him with Lasanaki slave buyers and a bag of coin.